It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. There was this woman in North Carolina. She wanted some vanity plates. She wanted to put fart on the back of her truck, on the plates. Why? I don't know. Must be some kind of inside joke behind the whole thing. And she was shocked that they actually approved it. (laughs) And she's out on the road for a few weeks and the letters start coming in. So then she gets a letter from the Department of Motor Vehicles saying, uh, we've had some complaints about your plate. You got to change it or write us a letter detailing why you should keep it. And so she came up with a good excuse to keep the plates. What she did in the meantime was she founded a group with her friends called the Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails or oh, Fart. Fart, yeah. Got a bunch of her Facebook friends to follow it. And so it looks like a thing. And voila, she's probably going to get to keep the plates now because she's got a good reason behind the fart plates. Is that as simple as it is? Just start a Facebook group? Oh, make, make me wonder. I wonder if we could do this... With, like, Vanity Huron County plates. Yeah. Could have, like, the South Huron Active Rural Trail users or Shart. <laughs> you want your plates to say ASS, Agricultural Society of Seaforth. There you go. Start a new group. The Huron East Labor Legion or Hell. Oh, maybe you want your plates to say Boob, Belgrave, Out on Bikes, a bike enthusiast group there out of Belgrave. Go. Yeah. That's how you get around it. There's a real life one. The Knights of Columbus, this KOC. I don't, I'm not sure how you'd say that. The KOC. That's a, that's a tough one. How do you, yeah. It's a tough nut to crack. Netflix has suspended service to Russia now. Ooh, imagine you just started Ozark. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Does he survive the drug cartel? You're in the middle of the office. Does Pam get together with Jim? Is this how we wage war now in 2022? So in essence, companies are doing what parents figured out a long time ago. You take away the screen time and... That is kind of what's happening. We're taking away Russia's screen time. Because they've been bad. Oh my goodness. A little slap on the wrist and hopefully that'll help further things along. You want to deal the death blow, dude? You want to bring Russia to their knees? You announce a new Russian cross-country tour from Florida Georgia Line. Oh. You want to drive those Russians crazy? They're like, no, it sounds auto-tune. We surrender. Oh, this is terrible. Vice Principal fired in Mississippi recently because he was asked to read the kids a book and he chose the book, I Need a New Butt. Somebody complained and they terminated him. But librarians and teachers are coming to his defense saying, I've read this book to the kids. It's pretty funny. So here's the book. I Need a New Butt by Don McMillan. I need a new butt. Mine's got a crack. <laughs> I like it already. I can see in the mirror a crack at the back. Did I do it on the slide? Or on the banister inside? Or when I jumped my BMX? Or with the fart? That happened. Of course, the fart. That's what blew my butt apart. Split the thing clean in two. (laughs) Fart and apart totally rhyme. (laughs) Now I wonder what to do. So basically the book goes through him trying to figure out, he thinks he needs a new butt, and so he goes shopping for a new butt. Yeah, it's cracked down the middle. Yeah. And then at the end he sees his dad fixing the kitchen sink and his butt crack is showing, and he realizes like, oh, we all have it. And then he realizes, oh, it's just the way I am, (laughs) and I'm beautiful just the way I am. I'll take nine copies. So my feeling is that some parent just read, I need a new butt, 
and they reacted to the title thinking like, well, everyone is special just the way they are, no matter what size their butt is or something. They didn't read the book. It's all about body positivity. That's a nice book. You read that really well. Well, thank you. You have practice. You read to your kids. That's really nice. <laughs> so if you're a teacher and you want to read this book, you might want to brush it past the powers that be first. You send an email first. <laughs> There was this kid in Indiana, well, a 17-year-old cat, they noticed way up in a tree, and he thought he was going to be the local hero. Climb up that tree and save this cat. Save the day. How high is the tree? So the cat was up 35 feet. He kept going and going. And then once he got up there, he realized, I can't get down. I didn't go up the right way to get down. (laughs) I've had this happen myself. You get up somewhere and you're terrified of the height, and then you just freeze there. Okay, but you had it happen... On like a set of stairs. I did. I, this I, wasn't like a tree where you couldn't traverse it down. This like, happened to me up at that tower in Tobamori. I got close to the top and then I just froze. I didn't realize I was so afraid of heights until I got up there. So fire department had to come get this kid down. Get this kid down. They didn't get the cat down though. The cat stayed up there for another day apparently until the cat owners had to hire someone else to, to go get the cat. But I have the feeling this this poor 17-year-old probably didn't want this to get out. You know how we all have that one friend where they have the nickname named after the dumbest thing they've ever done? Yeah. This guy's totally going to be called, like, Cat Boy. Or- Tarzan. Tarzan. <laughs> hey, Tarzan. Hey, Tarzan, I left my wallet in the tree. You want to get it for me? Hey, tree hugger. You know, yeah. He'd have to leave town. If that happened in Clinton, he'd have to move to Blythe. <laughs> Probably. Pig farmers might be able to have conversations with their pigs in the near future. Like, I can tell my pig, like, you look good today, pig. Well, maybe. And the pig will understand It me. could get to that point. So, basically, scientists have recorded thousands of pigs in various situations, from positive to negative, like playing, feeding, hanging out with other pigs, fighting. I wonder if there's, like, a pig fight club. We wouldn't know because the number one rule of pig fight club, you don't talk about pig fight club. Compiling all these sounds, and apparently the different grunts and oinks and stuff mean different things. And so then they'll have like a microphone or something in your barn and it'll pick up on the various different moods of the pigs. You know how well your pigs are doing. Matt and I got an early version of this new app. So I got a few pig sounds here. I'm going to quiz our own Matt Hussey, see if he can determine what's going on with this pig. Pig number one. Oh, that's a happy pig. Can't wait to have its food. Nope. That pig was asking you to invest in its new cryptocurrency. Oh. Poinker. Way off. Okay. So zero for one. Here's the second pig. Oh. Okay. That that does not sound happy. I think that's like a pig being led to slaughter or something. No. That's a, a clip from the last Blue Water Council meeting. Oh. So here's pig number three. That's a group of pigs giving high fives to each other. They're, they're excited. Close. It's the Leafs' third period scrimmage last night. 5-4 uh, win against Columbus. Close. Okay, zero close. for three. Here's the last one. It's a short one. Uh, short and sweet. Uh, it sounds like it's getting castrated. No, that's the person in front of you at the grocery store who can't figure out the new debit machine. Oh, What's this new app called, by the way, that's coming out? I think they should call it Oinker. Like oink yeah. with an R at the end. Like grinder, but for pig farmers. You missed grunter or rinder. Rinder makes so much sense. Oh my God, the <laughs> rinder app. 
a while ago, the Pope made a statement towards all the nuns saying, hey, you got to get out more and avoid being old maids. Oh, man, this is International <laughs> Women's Day. Wow. Why are we saying this stuff? He, he said this, but uh, is he jacked underneath that? Like, how can he yeah, say how that? how active is he? How active is he? You think he's got an eight-pack under his vestment? Well, he might. We never see him shirtless, do we? You're right. We yeah. don't. We so don't know what he looks like. Maybe he knows what he's talking about, but some nuns have taken him up on that. They gathered a whole bunch of nuns from across Italy to form the first national soccer team for nuns. Oh, my God. Is it like... FC Vatican? What's the name of the team? Do we know? Oh, I don't know the name of the team, but they formed a team and they play other women's teams. Do they have a clever name like None of Your Business? They should be. Or We're Having None of It or something with nuns in it. <laughs> Kicking the Habit. That's the one. <laughs> the Habits. The Kicking Habits. So apparently in one of their games, they first huddled in the center of the pitch and they prayed for Ukraine. So they get oh, a little, look at that. So they get a little bit of prayer in there, and then they play the game. Okay, do you feel bad playing and beating the nuns? You kind of do. If you're a women's soccer team, you're playing these, like, nuns who have just, like, they've just spent all day worshiping their, the Lord their whole lives. And then they decide, okay, well, you know what, we're going to be active. And then, like, you, it's in your capability to wipe the floor with them. But do you do it? Do you feel bad stealing the ball from them? Because thou shalt not steal. Yeah, it's in the commandments. Right? It's in the commandments there. It doesn't say thou shalt not steal the soccer ball. So it's up for interpretation. Maybe the best part about playing the nuns is that they wouldn't lie. Not going to fall on the ground and pretend they're hurt. Exactly. <laughs> They'll just be like, I could pretend I'm hurt, but I'm not. He kind of grazed my shoulder a little bit, but it's fine. It's all good. I forgive you. The recently uncanceled Morgan Wallen was at the American Country Music Awards last night. So he won Album of the Year, and they invited him back because I, I guess enough time has passed since his slip. You don't slip the N-word. No, but I'm just saying he completely blew it. He was canceled. He said sorry and stuff. Not that that matters, but, but Canceled means you're canceled. He got postponed. He got postponed. Anyways, he was back at the show. They let him come back because he was up for some awards. And so everyone was anxious to hear what he had to say. And his acceptance speech sounded like a guy that has been canceled and needs to say all the right things. There's certain bullet points you need to bring into a speech in America to win the hearts of the people back. It's the same thing in Canada, too. You got to mention how you're a dad now. Yes. You got to mention that you've accepted the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into and, your heart. And that you've worked really hard to get to where you're at, the whole American dream thing. You got to thank your band, your friends, your family. He covered it all. He hit it all. When I started this album, I was a kid. By the time I put it out, I was a father. Okay, so he's a dad. Yeah. I'd also like to thank my good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's, there's there Jesus. My family. There. Family. My close friends. Yep. yep. My band. Done. There he goes. My team in Nashville. Done. Country Radio and everyone who has shown me grace along the way. Right, the industry. Most importantly, I have to address my fans personally and directly. There you go, the fans. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Three, Three th thank yous. Three thank yous. He forgot the troops. He forgot to mention the That's troops, and he thing. forgot to mention uh, solidarity with Ukraine. That's right. But he's always got next year. There was a thief that broke into a truck in Denver, made out with some terrifying cargo. He made out with made it? Made out with some cargo. A box of human heads. Did he or she know there was human heads in this? Didn't know there was human heads. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, Can so you imagine? You don't know what you're getting and then you open this thing and it's a box full of human heads. Where were the human heads going? They were going to like science. 
It was people who donated their bodies to science, and they had this box that said science care on it, and it even said human specimen on the box. you got to check what's on the box before you steal it. What do you think the scientists are doing with the head? I don't know. I think they're practicing kissing? Perhaps. Because <laughs> they're scientists. They're nerds. They have to practice somewhere. Oh, scientists can get a date. You can't do it on your hand anymore. It's weird. <laughs> People will see you. Right. You got to take the head into the back of the lab. Oh, it's a visual I don't want. <laughs> You're welcome. Gas price is supposed to hit a toonie per liter by the end of next week. It's kind of putting a damper on a lot of people's plans. March break's supposed to be next week as well. Yeah, I know. But you don't have to travel for March break. You don't have to use up all that precious gasoline. There are things you can do here in Huron County. For example, maybe you're a high school graduate. Instead of going to school in the city, just go to the school on wheels in Clinton. Oh, yeah. It's a lot cheaper, but at least it's boring. Get a good education there. Instead of going to Disney World, take the kids to the Disney World of Huron County. Say it with me, Fatty. The, the Blythe Rutabaga Festival. Festival. Of yeah. course. Who needs Mickey Mouse when you have Bega Man? Yeah, he's pretty much, yeah. they call him the Mickey Mouse of North Huron. Plus, there is a Dinsley Street in Blythe. It's pretty much Disney World. Instead of buying cannabis... Just drive through the cloud of secondhand smoke in Bayfield. Much cheaper. Get you every time. Instead of going to the CN Tower, go visit the King Carden Lighthouse. They're both very tall buildings and both have a little light on top. The kids will never know. And both are illegal, but fun to climb. Yeah. We're expected to hear some news from the government on how to go ahead with this virus as this COVID pandemic keeps going on. At some point, I think we're getting to the point where we're going to have to just accept it, right? It's part of the world right now. It's out there. But we have a hard time accepting things. Mm -hmm. For example, your hairline. What? I started going bald like in my mid-20s. Yeah. And I decided at one point, you know, enough is enough. I'm tired of cutting my hair funny in order to accommodate my balding hair. <laughs> so I just shaved it all off. Unlike some people who refuse to accept they're going bald. Right. We just got, we got to live with it. I'm still in the denial phase, which uh, we were at the beginning of this pandemic, remember? We thought, well, we'll just bake bread for a week and then everything will be back to normal, right? It'll be fine. On the bright side, you have another excuse to cancel plans. That was one of the best parts of the pandemic was somebody's wedding was coming up. And you're like, oh God, I don't like these people. Right. And then the pandemic canceled the wedding. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable going was an okay thing to say. We do that with the flu now. I don't... <laughs> can't not come I, to work. I, you know what? I, I'm feeling pretty feverish. I don't think I should come. You got the flu and you got COVID now. But here's the problem. You're going to have to stay up on what variant we're at. Yeah, there's a lot if, of variants. If you call in sick to work and say like, uh, I, th I think I got the Omicron... And we're like five variants away from that. <laughs> Omicron was five months ago. <laughs> you got to make sure you have your story straight. Yeah, you got to keep up with the variants. Yeah. So if you're faking illness so you don't have to go to work, just make sure you're using the right variant. And be safe out there. I'm not big on weddings. No, you hate weddings. I have to dress up so you can have a party. Well, and then you barely get to see the bride and groom because they leave after the wedding and they take pictures for four hours. <laughs> then you don't see them till dinner again. And you're going there to celebrate them. There was a Toronto couple. They got married at the Alora Mill in Alora. It's a nice place to have a wedding. Uh, their names were Adam and Tamar. And they were out after the ceremony taking the traditional photos with the group 
at the nearby park, and they decided to do one of those cheesy shots, throw snow in the air, and we'll capture it on the camera. You oh, know. so cliche. So it didn't end well, especially if you're newly married. You're not used to having a ring on, right? And it might not be sized yet. Yeah. A lot of people have the rings, but they haven't gotten it fitted. Yes. So I'm sure this isn't the only time this has ever happened. They went to throw the snow. The ring flies off. The photographer even captured the moment the ring is in midair. And yet they couldn't find the ring. It somehow went into the snow in such a way, looked for hours, I think it was. And they looked and looked, and then eventually they kind of gave up. And then next thing you know, people are walking by, seeing what's going on. Next thing you know, the whole thing's on the community Facebook page. <laughs> next, <laughs> Then the whole town of Alora comes down. They're looking for the wedding ring. All six people. Yeah. Eventually, there was some guy walking through that says, hey, I'm going to go home and get my metal detector. Yes. That's, the, that's how you find the wedding this ring. This guy was the hero. He was the hero, got the metal detector out, had it within five minutes. So it didn't ruin their day. They got the ring back. Oh, this just proves never have weddings. <laughs> they can always go wrong and never go right. So here's the thing about rings, though. Do we really need the rings? Because I hate wearing a ring. I, I, I love what it represents, but I don't like wearing it. It feels uncomfortable on my hand. Yeah, you don't need to wear a ring to be a good husband or a good father. But now I feel like I can just take the ring off because... There's a part there that doesn't get tanned. So it looks like I have a ring. There you go. Well, that's how you maybe that's you what, do it. So, th so that's the plan. You wear the ring for a few years and then you stop wearing the ring. Or the tattoo ring, I think, is a great idea. But then if you get divorced, yeah. And that's the problem. <laughs> you need to hire a surgeon. So it's always tough crossing the border if you have something that you're not supposed to be crossing with. Most people just lie. Do you have anything to declare? No, officer. There's no uh, fireworks in my trunk. I do not have a trunk full of gin, officer. No, nothing to see here. I, it's just B.O. There was this guy that tried to sneak past U.S. border agents in California. So he was coming from Mexico. He said, oh, I don't have anything to declare. But he did. It was all over his body. Lizards and snakes strapped to his body. They were everywhere. Taped snakes and lizards to in, his body? In small bags, underneath his jacket, pants, in the groin area. He had a snake against his taint? Uh, somewhere down in there. They oh, were everywhere. No, you don't want a <laughs> snake there. <laughs> 52 live reptiles on his body. How do they even fit that many on your body? Okay, that's a weird thing to sneak over, but I once brought over fireworks. Dude, Americans have the best fireworks and they're so cheap. We don't have a half the selection they have. Well, and it used to be we only got them at one or two holidays in the whole year, right? And you go down to the States, right? And they have like firework huts. They literally <laughs> yeah. have a thing at the side of the highway that is like a huge <laughs> container truck filled with yeah. fireworks all year round. Like drive through fireworks. Oh, it's amazing. The worst thing to do when you're coming back from the States is when they say, do you have anything to declare? Oh, your dad had the worst lines. Don't make a dad joke. It never ends well. They'll ask a dad in particular, do you have anything to declare? And they'll be like, well, I'd love to declare my love for my wife of 25 years. Oh, or border some, agent rolls their uh, eyes. They wrote, they're like, they haven't heard that before. Your dad was a traveling minister. My dad's a minister, so he'd be like, well, I would like to declare my love of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Or something. It's like, all right, <laughs> pull like, oh, ahead, God, sir. we're going to be pulled over so bad. <laughs> we're going to be stopped. Now, I hope that 
I can live a long life. I hope someday I can sit in a room with my other siblings and we're all in our 90s. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Think of the joint pain. Well, as long as you're having fun amidst the joint pain. And there's these siblings in Wisconsin. They're going to be in the Guinness World Records because they have a combined age of 383 years. So the youngest is 93, Richard. Robert's 95. Marjorie's 97. And Jerry is the oldest at 100. Okay. So, so yeah. you're the four oldest siblings. You're, you're fourth from the top? Yeah. You're 47. Plus, how old's the next one up? Two years. Every two years. Okay, it's so 47 plus 49 plus 51 plus 53. That's only 200. These guys have 183 years on you. Yeah, no kidding. Holy moly. That's old. But I feel like I've seen siblings in a room together that were all over 90 before. So this isn't unheard of. Okay, yes, Matt. That's called a mausoleum. We've all been in one. Well, because they've got good genes and maybe other secrets. The other secret to them living long, they say, is because they love to get together and party. What kind of party? Well, I don't think there's much drinking involved or anything, but they like, like to have a good time. Like club drugs and stuff? No, I'm, the grandkids say they just love getting together, hanging out, Reminiscing about the old times, lots of laughter. That's not a party. Lots of love. Yes, that's, it is. That's a bridge group. Well, that's that's a, a bridge party. That's a party. <laughs> no, a- dude, they got to be doing Jaeger bombs. Oh. They got to be shotgunning beers. That's not a party. Have you never been to just a party where people were having a good time without that stuff? It's called brunch. Do you ever have one of those friends that? Once they get their mindset on something, they obsess about it, and it's all they talk about, and it's so annoying. And are you, you talking, wi- are you talking about me? Well, maybe. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Um, so <laughs> two weeks ago, it was barbecues. All you were looking at is barbecues. We're tra- I'm trying to prep a show with you, and you're like, oh, look at this barbecue. And then like do you, all- Do you like this barbecue? And then all week, you've been like- should I go with like the expensive barbecue or the cheaper barbecue and having me in on the process too? And I'm like, I don't care about your barbecues. I want to be invited over for burgers, but I don't care how those burgers are cooked. That barbecue obsession has uh, snowballed into barbecue accessories. Ugh, and it's even boringer. Now on the uh, apron train. The latest thing, you're you're getting a grill, and you're all excited about it. All you talk about is, then I'm going to cook burgers, and then I'm going to grill, and then I'm going to do this and that. You're, you're like the guy at a Forrest Gump talking about shrimp. Shrimp stew. There's, there's big grills. Shrimp salad. Stainless steel grills, small grills. No, so I so I ordered my griddle from Rona, and then I have, I'm going to buy a separate grill uh, from Rona or Canadian Tire, whichever one has a good deal. And because I plan to grill so much this summer, I want a proper apron. Yeah, so now you're obsessed with aprons, and you're looking at these men's aprons. Men's aprons are kind of interesting, aren't they? Because they look more like something you would wear in, like, a forge if you're making a sword or something. They're pretty manly. They're they're really, like, tough-looking and stuff. <laughs> like I'm making a sword. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Cooking my little burgers. And you're like, you're like, and you're like saying to me, yeah, I want to get one that like kind of looks hot on me. Like I could do like this 
YouTube show where I... No, no, I said OnlyFans. Only I didn't fans. say YouTube. Okay. Where I could start an OnlyFans and grill with my shirt off <laughs> with just the apron on? like that's... I think it'd be kind of hot. Canadian dude, no shirt, but with the apron, doing some grilling, talking about life. Like that's never been done. I don't I'm know. Sure, I'm I sure there's checked. already a show like that called The Naked checked. Chef or something. Maybe. I wouldn't be completely naked. I would just be shirtless. Not comfortable with the nudity. You should just get an apron with like a clever saying on it, like "Mr. Good Looking is cooking" or something stupid like that. Oh God! <laughs> the last time I cooked, nobody died. So many great tales of bravery and courage coming out of Ukraine. And there was this woman, she was sitting on her balcony and a Russian drone was snooping around. And she thought, well, I got to take out this drone. She goes back into her pantry, grabs a jar of tomatoes, throws it at the drone, knocks it down. She got the drone out of the sky (laughs) with tomatoes? Jar of tomatoes versus a $5 million (laughs) Russian drone. Military drone. Jar of tomatoes wins. So they knocked it to the ground, then they beat it up. Amazing story of bravery. Nicely done. Okay, so there's a Russian drone outside your house. You have to grab one thing from the fridge. I was thinking and I would grab a can of kidney beans. No, from the fridge. No, but, well, you don't know where I keep my kidney beans. No, from the <laughs> fridge. Gosh, what do I have in the fridge? So I have this jar of Kalamata olives. It's like a hard plastic jar, so I know I'd get at least a couple throws out of it before it broke. Do you keep that just in case you need to defend yourself? Yeah, I don't need olives. You don't even like olives. I'm just worried about Russian drones. That's why you bought it? Maybe a big grapefruit. That might do it. That's a good one. Grapefruit. And nobody likes grapefruit anyway, so you wouldn't be wasting it. They were lambing in Britain, this one farm. A little lamb came out with a fifth leg. Oh, no. Yeah, it's five legs. That sounds horrible. Yeah, there's like, (laughs) it's adorable. It just has like a dangly extra limb on the side of its body. Oh, so it can't run faster. Wouldn't it be in the farm's best interest to, to breed this lamb? Are you making a leg of lamb joke? No, I'm serious. Because every lamb you sell for leg of lamb, you have an extra leg to sell. Sell them for premium prices. The muscles that get used the least are the nicest piece. So maybe this unused dangly leg would be super tender. People would pay extra. You go to a really nice restaurant and it's like, honey, we're celebrating tonight. Order the fifth leg. Or if you're having the in-laws over for the first time after your wedding, you really want to impress them. You don't buy a nice steak. You buy the fifth leg. The fifth leg, yeah. Like, oh, we knew you were right marrying Matthew. As if you can afford fifth leg. People are lining up in droves at a Popeye's in South Louisiana. Popeye's is like a chicken place. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more or less KFC, but better. Well, the closest one to here is Stratford has a Popeye's now. They got one right downtown Stratford. But they're not lining up for the chicken sandwich. They're lining up to see a rooster. A mysterious rooster showed up at the Popeyes after Hurricane Ida swept through there. Decided to stick around, and instead of removing the bird, what they did was they just rolled with it. They created a little pen for the bird just beside the Popeyes. So now people can roll through the drive-thru and see the chicken before they order their chicken. Is that a mockery? Ah. Oh. They're making a mockery. I guess the chicken doesn't understand mockery. Chicken just has a happy house now. Well, chicken's probably happy, or the rooster, because it probably gets a few fries thrown at it. Yeah, people are probably throwing it some good snacks. It's probably living the dream, that what, rooster. Would it be cruel, though, or would it be cool if, say, like a Huron County beef farmer, they keep one of their cows out front, and 
just to like show off to people like, hey, this is Billy, Billy who lives on the beef farm. <laughs> and kids come and the farmers are like, oh, Billy, you don't know this, but Billy's brother is out back and we're going to cut his throat and we'll have some brisket later. And the kids are like, oh, why? And they're like, don't cry. We'll give you some. I'll never forget the first time my son realized he was eating meat, like eating an animal. I think he was like four or five. He's like, that's funny. Fish and fish are the same word. That's how we made the connection. Yes, it's the same word. My wife and I look at each other. Oh my God, he doesn't know. He had no idea. So we had to educate him. Still has fish. He likes fish. I remember crying when I learned about hamburgers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it didn't stop me though. I know. <laughs> They're so good. Sure didn't stop you buying a grill this week. Dude, I'm getting a, gr- a grill this weekend and my griddle. I got, got the griddle so I could make more burgers this year. You bought a griddle just to make hamburgers. That's yeah. how much you like them. Specifically for the burgers. I'm going to be eating more beef. Poor delicious cows. A couple months ago, doctors gave a human a complete pig heart as a transplant. First time this has ever been done. Yeah, it's happened in Boston, I think. And this was sort of like the, the last chance this guy had. So if he had to choose between like either dying or trying out this pig heart. And it worked out pretty good for him for a couple months. He has since passed away, unfortunately. Who would have thought putting an animal body part into a human would have bad consequences. No, but I think he can probably leave knowing that he advanced science at least, right? Yeah, that's cool. Right? And plus, there's no word on whether it was the heart that was the cause of his death anyway. He got a few extra months with his loved ones. Right, and the loved ones are all very thankful that that they could have this. But a pig heart is one thing, but like, okay, let's say you had the choice between... I like where this is going. ...dying and having a llama for a head. Would they, you take the llama head if it meant you could live longer? D- okay, do I have the llama? Do I have the llama brain or my brain in the llama's head? Well, I'll give you your brain in the llama. Okay, head. so I'm still me, but my head's a llama. Yeah, you're damn right. I'm taking the llama head. You know how many girls would be into that? There's so many weirdos out there who are into the strange. <laughs> Not to mention the furries who would be way into this. Like, I wanted to hook up with the guy with the llama head. It spits a lot. The furries would like you. If you're hungry and want to save money on groceries, you could just go down to Saltford and jump in the pen there and people will feed you. What do you mean, Saltford? There's a lawn right in front of our station. I'll just munch out here. Oh, yeah. We could just set up a little pen and people would bring you food. You, you know how many think- places have grass? Think of the money you'd save. Oh, my goodness. This is a great idea. Don't have to buy groceries anymore. Yes. Find some hay. (laughs) It was in 2018 that I got my vasectomy. Okay. And I just, uh, I always try to check it every year. And I I called the lab in advance yesterday. Let them know like, hey, I I have a sample I'm supposed to provide. Can I just bring it in? And they said, yeah, just bring it in. Just drop it off in and out. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. But this reminded me of the time that I just completely embarrassed myself. You, I, you've also had one. Yeah. You had to provide a sample. And I was told you go into the place and you tell them, hey, I'm here to give a sample to make sure I'm not fertile anymore. And they gave me a little bottle. I went to the washroom or whatever. And so I think they thought I was giving a urine sample. It was not a urine <laughs> so, sample. So I come out with the proper sample as was directed to me, handed it to the person at the desk. Ooh. And they just like... Oh, they just looked at me really funny. It's like, we don't do that here. 
And I was like so embarrassed. They don't I'm accept like, those samples at that facility They anymore? weren't. I guess not. But the doctor in Stratford told me that that was the right protocol. So I wasn't doing anything wrong. So you're handing off this batter to somebody who is not expecting it. No. And it was so embarrassing because I guess there was a miscommunication of some kind. Finally, someone at the lab, I don't know if it was just to make me feel better, stepped up and said, oh, no, it's okay. We can take that for you, sir, because I could see how awkward I looked. And we'll send it to the proper people. So I think it did get to the right place. And I got a letter in the mail saying yeah, everything was good. Okay. But anyways, it was my most embarrassing experience to date. It was so embarrassing. So if you're if you're planning your parenthood, just make sure when you're <laughs> dropping off the samples, not <laughs> oh, uh, traumatizing some poor receptionist at the Godrich Hospital. <laughs> but also, thanks to that person who took my awkwardness from me. You know those those people at workplaces that are, they're so graceful. It's like, oh, this person is clearly traumatized. I'm just going to smooth the situation and we can laugh after he's left. I guarantee (laughs) you, you weren't the first person to deliver the wrong sample. I know. Oh, that's tough. So if you're lambing right now, typically... What? Lambing. It's when the, the sheeps are having babies. Is that what it's called, lambing? Yeah. Is it the same with other? Is it like cowing? No. That's the weird thing about lambing. Or horsing? Dogging? Ooh. (laughs) Doesn't sound right, does it? No. So if you're lambing, you typically would expect maybe twins to come out or three. Three, I feel like I'm learning so much. Okay, when when lambs are having babies, it's called lambing. They don't have that many babies. It's not like the dogs who have like seven or eight sometimes. Okay. But there was some surprised farmers in British Columbia they had a couple sheep that had more than usual this is like hitting the jackpot for a sheep farmer they had a sheep that gave birth to sex tuplets so that's six sheep all at once you're lucky if you get four like i know everything about lambs this is sheep expert matt hussey <laughs> sheep expert. telling you about how many but, lambs to expect but that's amazing right but then a couple days later another one of their ewes gave birth to six more so they had this twice in a couple weeks. They got as many sheep as the hussies have kids. <laughs> yeah. Your so, parents gave birth to nine kids. So that's collectively six extra sheep that you weren't expecting. You might have to build another barn. Oh, could you imagine when you were first having kids and Natalie's like, there's six inside me. Yeah, you think you're having twins, let's oh, say. what a nightmare. And then six come out. You wouldn't be prepared for that. I mean, what a blessing. Kids are a blessing in their <laughs> gifts from something. I mean, farmers are a little more prepared for this than like a house. You, you can't just go out and buy a new house because you randomly got four extra kids. Why not? I just want to buy a house. Why can't I buy a house? But it would be easier to build a sheep pen, I'm, I'm saying, than upgrade your house. Oh, boy. So I'm sure this is manageable. But I like when you find bonus stuff. I found $5 in my pants the other day. It's yeah. Like there's five free dollars. The bonus fiver. Heck yeah. The bonus fiver often happens this time of year too. You get out the spring jacket and you reach into those pockets. And there's like a 20 in there. Oh yeah. Bonus money. Yeah. So there you go. If you need some extra cash right now, just pull out your spring jacket. Might be something in there. That's our financial advice from Country 104.9. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.